0: Hoosier Football Tailgate is sponsored by Bet Online. Bet Online is where the game starts. You're listening to Hoosier Football Tailgate on the Believe Network. Hello, and good evening, everyone. This is the coach Shannon Griffith here on the Hoosier Football Tailgate. Thursday evening, December the 14th. Not too far away from that great holiday known as Christmas. I hope everybody's enjoying the holiday season, so to speak, as people are starting to get into the breaks of high school and college breaks with finals occurring this final week for a lot of college uh, uh, students around the country in the Midwest. But I want to thank you for joining me here this evening for just a little quick uh Show here tonight with a lot of things that have been going on of late. As the Hoosiers have been very, very active in a lot of areas. Coach Signetti and his staff have really started to shape out the recruiting class this last week, getting a huge uh, couple of commitments. One, a recommit from the transfer reporter and Carter Smith, the offensive line. We'll get in that here in just a second. First, I want to thank our sponsor, Bet Online. Holiday seasons are in full swing. Bet online is your number one source for all things sports wagering. You've got NBA, uh, NCAA basketball, the bowl season coming up, the college football playoffs—you name it, they've got it a to z. Remember, use the promo code Believe B L E A V to get a fifty percent bonus on your first deposit. Bet online is where the game starts. And again, thanks for their sponsorship here of the Hoosier Football Tailgate. Once again, I'm the coach, Shannon Griffith, coming to you live tonight, trying to get some things uh, out in the into the uh, social media sphere and talk a little bit about the Indiana Hoosiers and kind of what's been taking place here over the last oh week to 10 days. Coach Signetti's got his coaching staff in place. Now he brought a significant number of guys with him from uh, his James Madison staff, which in some respects was to be expected. He talks about a blue plan and how to implement it. Well, you can't implement that plan unless you've got a lot of guys that have worked under you before that know exactly what to expect from the head man, and so that that message is going from his mouth to their ears and then out to their players and their position groups. Good, solid staff of course, Coach Coach Bobstead was the one remaining uh holdover from Tom Allen's staff and uh really good offensive line coach. Glad to see that he he kept him in place because I think that will pay big dividends as they move forward with the offensive line. Now they lost a couple offensive linemen that have went in the portal. Uh Bedford and uh, Benson I think are the two that come to mind. They're looks like they're heading to Colorado. Um, but that, uh, doesn't take away from the work that coach Signetti did in retaining Carter Smith, the red shirt, freshman, uh, big time offensive lineman, a lot of promise will be a good anchor on that offensive line. And then of course, whatever they were able to develop this season behind the scenes and, uh, I'm sure they may be looking for another one out of the portal, possibly. But uh, I'm sure Coach Bobstead has been working uh, diligently on his offseason with uh, the offensive line in terms of what he expects uh, from that group of players. Depth has always been a problem for the for the Hoosiers, especially in the offensive line arena. That's something that they're going to have to focus on, and Coach Signetti's going to have to uh you know, expand upon that to get that completed, uh, the way he wants it. But, uh, from a recruiting standpoint, they've been running hard with all that. I think right now, uh, from a freshman point of view or guys that are coming into the fray this next year, um, right now, um, I don't know how clear this is coming in, but, um, they got 15 commits. They, you know, they picked up a couple. They had 12. They had some decommitments of guys that they didn't uh, honor the offer from the previous staff. Um, at least they were as upfront and transparent in that regards uh, to those kids that enable them enough time to search for alternative options, but they were able to retain, uh, you know, about 50% of that uh, class uh, that Indiana had recruited prior to that Brody uh, Cousin, the kid from uh, the tight end from up in uh, Michigan. Uh, I think that was a big keep for them. I think that kid has got a great future in front of him, you know, six, five, 215 pounds, can do a little bit of everything. Um, and then, of course, uh, from the defensive standpoint, they got a lot of those kids uh, back. The running back from Fishers is still a part of the uh, um uh, recruiting class the martin from Fisher's six foot 200 pound kid uh, i look for big things out of him he is a uh, i think can be a really good back uh, in uh, the scheme that that uh, coach signetti and his offensive staff will put together and uh, that kid uh, has got some speed to him and also the size where he can bang it up in there and get that tough yardage so i think that was a good one Kobe martin and out of Fishers and retaining him. Then they got the quarterbacks signing out of Christopher Columbus High School down in Miami. Second straight state title. A very, very good uh, football-rich high school down there in Miami. I used to recruit that area. And Christopher Columbus High School back when I was at Ball State. Very good program. Alberto Mendoza quarterback that had been on the radar at James Madison uh, for Coach Signetti, and he felt he was good enough to bring him into the Big Ten mix, and he committed this past weekend uh, on campus during his official visit, you know, six to 190 pound kid. If you get a chance, you can search the video on him. Uh, good throwing, good arm, uh, good mobility, a guy that can move well in the pocket and, you know, bake some things happen if necessary. So that was, I thought a big get as a true freshman quarterback to add to that quarterback room at IU, because you've got Brock Lowry still there, uh, in that quarterback room, who was the youngster coming back? Um, you know, you lose the Dexter Williams, uh, you lose Soresby, who went to say, uh, Cincinnati. Um, that hurts in the standpoint. There's a kid that had experience, and but he went and took an opportunity to go on the portal and he signed, uh, with Cincinnati. And then, of course, Taven Jackson, who is still, I think. A talent-rich kid, uh, unknown uh, as it pertains to what he may become. He does, I believe, have all the uh, skills necessary to become a very good quarterback. Um, I thought Tennessee saw saw that in him when he uh, signed originally with Tennessee. Uh, Came to Indiana last year via the portal, and I think that kid still has – Something there that I hope Coach Signetti and his staff can pull out and he can become a big time player because I think he's got the arm. But also on top of that, I think he's got that ability to escape and and do some things in the run game from a quarterback's perspective uh, as well. And of course, Brock Lowry, he's played limited in his time out of Indiana, but there is some promise there. So quarterback room is uh, shaping up. The big news today, of course, was um, the commitment from Ohio University, Curtis Rourke uh, from Ohio uh, University. Here's a kid that's out of Ontario, up in Canada um, went to Ohio U and just uh, had a tremendous career there. Threw for over 7,000 yards in his time as a Bobcat. Won games. Um, I think last year, let's see here, he uh threw last year for 3,200 yards, completing about oh, somewhere in the neighborhood of about 60 70 percent overall. Um, But uh, only four interceptions, I believe, on the year. Uh, 25 TDs. uh, Had a lot of, you know, long throws in about every game. He made some big plays down the field. And then ability to rush the football, you know, just enough to make teams have to account for him. Um, But, you know, um, for the most part, he played well. I think his best game was against Fordham, of course, 537 yards, 82% on the day. And then against Akron, he completed almost 90%, 427 yards on the day uh, there. But this kid, I think, uh, was a huge get, uh, from the portal. Um, he's a proven winner, uh, in a similar system to what coach Signetti and, um, Mike Shanahan run, uh, similar there at, uh, James Madison. So I think that's a huge, uh, um, get for them, uh, right now with, uh, that commitment that came across today, this afternoon, that commitment was announced via social media on his post, uh, Curtis's post. And I think that young man has a big, uh, opportunity, uh, at IU to add that veteran leadership in that quarterback room and create some great competition as they head through the winter months, as well as um, into the spring ball. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting battle in that quarterback room, especially when you've got Taven Jackson, Brock Lowry, and this young man coming in. Uh, It should be a pretty good competition, but I like the work kid. I've seen him play uh, numerous times when you're just kind of flipping around the TV and on Tuesday night, Mac Asian and Ohio's playing, you kind of tend to have to watch them over the last few years. They've had a really good ball club. And part of it's because of Curtis and what he's done at Ohio, uh, you know, proven winner and all the things that go with it. But there's a kid that came out of Canada. Really nobody recruited him. No one knew much about him, came to Ohio, you developed, and then became uh, a starter, uh, for three years there at Ohio. And I said, like I said, through for over 7,000 yards. So interesting, uh, get for the Hoosiers in that regard. And, uh I think it's going to pay big dividends, and then they got uh, the kid, the running back from uh, Wake Forest, who I think will add an interesting dyam- dynamic into the rooms, th- the room there in the running back room because they lost the Holland kid uh, via the portal, and I don't think they're going to get him back. Uh, not sure on uh, Donovan McCauley or uh, Lucas. Uh, they both have some significant big time offers on the table. I don't know if Coach Signetti uh, can keep it, uh, both of them and convince them to stay and be a part of what he's trying to build there at Indiana, or they're going to have to move on and let those kids go look to for greener pasture somewhere else. And it's probably leaning to the latter uh, in that regard. But uh, we'll have to wait and see, because uh, Coach Signetti, now that his staff's on board, we will have a chance to be around those kids and talk to them a little bit more uh, poignantly about where he sees them. Uh, op- you know, in their system of things, but um, so far, so good, very positive in that regard when it comes to um, uh, um, the that uh, recruiting and that from that standpoint. But um, just sorry, there, I was looking at some of the comments coming through, and yeah, I agree with you there, David, uh, absolutely. Um, The the young man from Ohio kind of clears some uh, concerns uh, at the quarterback position um, because they were going into spring with a very young quarterback room with not a lot of experience other than uh, Taven. And uh, like I said... I still have a lot of f- belief in what Taven brings to the table. I don't know much about the Lowry kid. Um, I do know talking to some people that they did like him there, uh, you know, uh, at IU from the previous staff, they had a lot of positive to sayings to say about him because they liked his competitiveness and uh, wasn't uh, taking a backseat to anybody. But getting uh, Rourke is going to be a huge, huge benefit for their offensive um, uh, quarterback room. And, you know, just because he comes in and he's got a great resume doesn't necessarily he's going to be the guy. He's going to have to earn it. And that's what I like about it. You create competitions in those competitive uh, spots that you need. It only makes the team better. And you really got to have two guys ready to play as is any team because, you know, injuries and such and how quarterbacks can, you know, go down on a heartbeat and number two becomes number one pretty quick. So I like that aspect of it. And then, of course, the transfer from Wake Forest, I think he'll be a good addition. I'm not sure he's not, you know, the guy in terms of the guy that's going to carry the rock 30 times a game. But um, I do think that he's going to be a good addition to that running back room. And then what else they can pick up. And then, like I said, the kid from Fishers, who I think is really good, um, may have a chance coming in. But, yeah, they're up against the clock a little bit uh, with early signing here, December 20th. And then, quite frankly, I think right after that, they go into a dead period because of the holidays. And it'll give them a chance to sit back, reevaluate where their offers are, who's still left and what positions they're going to have to identify to go out and get uh, some reinforcements in the tank for uh, this recruiting class. But like I said, they had 15 of uh, the f- first year freshman commits. Uh, they've added a couple to that uh, in, um, here of late. And so... Right now, it's shaping up to be a pretty darn good uh, class for them. It's always harder your first year recruiting um, when you're changing staffs because um, guys are coming in and trying to get the lay of the land and – trying to get kids contacted, getting their playing arrangements, getting on campus for a recruiting visit. And with kids making earlier decisions now, it just, it just ups that tempo uh, quite a bit. And, you know, from the days that I was in involved at the division one level recruiting, you had till, you know, that uh, thing was usually the first Tuesday in February, if I'm not mistaken, where you had the national signing date. So, you could get through December, get your commits, reevaluate, make another push for those guys that maybe are left off the board or reemerged um, the month of January, um, and then sign you know sign your class in February. But nowadays, December twentieth is their early signing, and then you know you can sign all the way up till I think June. Uh, but you know, kids are bound by by that December twentieth timeline for early signings so things are going to pan out here over the next week expect to see some more commits i think they've been pretty steady with them and they got to feel pretty good with what they got in the hopper right now recruiting wise and again not to belabor a point, but getting Curtis uh, Rourke from Ohio University the quarterback there, I think that was a huge, huge get for Coach Signity and his staff and applaud those guys for getting it done, uh, because his services were um pretty heavily sought after in the recruiting world of many different teams that were vying for his uh abilities and Indiana was able to pull it off and get uh so get him here and committed and hopefully now we'll you know close the gate on that a little bit here as they get going. Coaching staff wise just for an update um, kind of who they've got in uh, in the slots that they've done and then I'll go over Coach Cignetti's, uh contract that he's got or the memorandum of understanding at this point but uh, Brian Haynes uh, defensive quarter linebacker coach Bryant has a lot of Indiana ties. He was a GA at Indiana for a season under Kevin Wilson. Um, Not to belabor this point, but I did hire him on at uh, uh, Manchester University after his playing days were done at Ball State as his first college job. And uh, here's a guy that, you know, all-Mac player, captain, uh, linebacker, very good linebacker at Ball State and helped them win a MAC championship. And then from a coaching standpoint, very good mind, uh, you know, does a lot of things that he's put himself in a position now to be a Big Ten coordinator, which is not an uh, easy feat to be. And it shows you that Coach Signetti's confidence in him, bringing him along from, a, you know, a mid-major like James Madison, and saying, here you go, boy, it's your it's your show, go run it. And uh, I think Bryant's going to do a great job. And the other thing I like about Bryant's recruiting, he was a really good recruiter for me uh, at a school that had no scholarships. And the big reason is relatability. He did a great job uh, connecting with kids and then connecting with mom and dad and uh, getting good players to come at Manchester in those days wasn't always an easy task, and he did a phenomenal job for me. And I'm excited to see what he can do uh, there at Indiana as the defensive coordinator. But recruiting is going to be a strong suit for him, as as is you know Shanahan, the offensive coordinator. I think his track record speaks for himself from an offensive standpoint. They've had some good. James Madison offenses throughout the years and also at his time at Elon. And, uh, you know, they've done their uh, job reg- in the recruiting aspect there as well as formulating an offense around a quarterback. They've had many different ones that have gone on to be all conference players at James Madison, maybe with only one year of true starting uh, ability. And uh, that shows you what Coach Signetti lends to the equation because don't think that he's not heavily involved in the um, offensive side of the football because I would imagine he has his hands in with the quarterbacks. But uh, that is, uh, again, bringing him along as well as Kane, the special teams coordinator. Those three guys were with him at James Madison. Uh, Adams came from Penn State. Um, where he was at last year has a pretty good track record as a coach and a recruiter. Um, And uh, I don't know if there was any specific ties to anyone on the staff or coach Signetti, but from everything that I've talked to different people about, they really like him as a defensive back coach. He's really good at that. Coach Bobstead of course is a guy that, he was retained, and we know what his track record is. Pat Kuntz, the defensive tackle coach, he's also also a former Indiana GA. And uh, when my son was there, uh, of course, Bryant was there, and Pat was there as well. And uh, he really liked Pat. He thought he was the guy that brought a lot of energy uh, to the table, even when he was a GA. And I think he's done that in his early coaching career. And I could see where him and Bryant would be very good um, designing defensive and things defenses and stuff like that. Then you've got um, uh, some of the rest of the guys there, John Miller, uh, the other gentleman that has come with Coach Signetti, Tino, uh, uh, uh He's also got the co cool coordinators position, but a lot of people have talked about his ability as well on and off the field and relating with kids, but more importantly, grooming quarterbacks. And uh, a lot of people have talked about his stock raising up in the world of coaching and what he's been able to do in a short period of time. And uh, I think that uh, he's going to do a great job uh, with those guys that are already there. We talked about Brock Lowry and Taven Jackson. That's who I want to see how Tino and him and he develops Taven now moving forward. Uh, I think that's going to be a good fit in that regard. Uh, Williams the defensive end coach, another guy from outside of the system. And, uh, He's done great uh, things at other places. And then uh, he brought Owings, their head strength and conditioning coach, with him from James Madison. And then you've got, of course, the other staff there with um, some of the other guys that are overly involved uh, on defense and offensive quality controls, grad assistants, and all those uh, individuals still associated with Indiana. So a good, solid staff assembled by Coach Cignetti, uh in a short period of time. He's done a great job with that. And, and like I said, some of those guys that uh, I outlined there, I think are going to do great things at Indiana, uh, both on and off the field when it comes to recruiting and relatability with kids and uh, forming relationships with recruits and their families and all the things that go with it. In this game of college football, uh, head coaches look for guys that can recruit, they can teach them the X and O stuff. Um, recruiting is a different, uh, different, uh, beast and, uh, you gotta be able to recruit. And part of that is being around those guys and, you know, seeing how they interact with kids and stuff. And I got a feeling that coach signetti has got a pretty good staff there, young staff in that regard. Um, but Uh, an eager staff to get things done and get things moving, so you know, I think that part is you know, in a good spot as well as recruiting Coach Signetti's Memorandum of Understanding. Uh, man, I was in the wrong profession. (laughs) Coach Signetti's base salary is about 500k probably going to make up close to about 4 million when you add in some of the other things that are involved, uh, a year now that's uh, granted, that's not, um, uh, a big time salary in the Big 10. Um it's very incentive-laced contract which I think that's where Indiana kind of tries to make up some of the disparaging differences between maybe coach Signetti and you know Orion Day or Jim Harbaugh, you know, wanting to make sure that coach Signetti comes in and earns his keep which I think he will do and uh buyout clause i don't think you're going to get into the situation ever again that they had with coach allen and the enormous amount of money that had to pay for the buyout that has been resolved in that regard um now um some of the incentives that are involved in this that i thought were interesting um uh to see for instance Two hundred fifty thousand if they retain him after a year, so that's a nice little bonus there. If you get six wins, he's going to get one hundred fifty k for that. Um, if they're in the top six in the Big Ten, he'll get another two hundred fifty for that, and uh, and then another two hundred k for any bull appearance. So you can see right there, there's some big incentives. Right off the bat, there in what I would say very attainable incentives for Coach Signetti and his staff, and um, all the things that go with it. Now they they do have a clause in there that kind of what Tom Allen had. They call it an evergreen clause, but you know I call it, it, it you know people call it different things. But essentially, what it is is um, it on uh, if you get into a bowl game, it automatically gives you a a year on your contract so for every bowl appearance he makes he adds a year to his contract which again uh very attainable goal and uh was on indiana sports beat radio this morning with jim jim cole we talked a little bit about that eight home games for indiana this fall um so, there's a huge advantage right off the bat for uh, Coach Cignetti uh, with eight home games to get to that magic number of six wins um, and, a, and, and earn a bowl trip. And then, of course, triggers a bunch of these incentives for him. So, eight home games, some uh, um, what I call uh, very measurable and attainable incentives for him in his first year. Uh, it's set up pretty good uh, in that regard to come into a program with eight home games the first year out of the gate Uh, I don't I think every coach in America would take that take that opportunity to have all those home games, uh, at Indiana. So there'll be a lot of opportunities for people to come into Memorial Stadium, get a good fan base in there, following the Hoosiers this year and get eight games to see some good football come in, um, this next year. Uh, also some things, six year contract, um, And then the annual increases after each year kind of trigger additional uh, pay for that. Uh, The one thing that I discussed on the Indiana Sports Speed Radio this morning with Jim Cole was that um, each bowl appearance, it triggers not only the one-year contract extension, but an additional 250 K for making the bowl game, but it also gives him the ability to get a $500,000 increase into their budget for staff and coaches. That in itself is huge uh, because you have success. People are going to start seeing what, you know, you're doing or trying to hire guys away. Now, the coach Signetti will have the opportunity to try to retain guys um, if people come in and try to, you know, take them out of out of uh, Indiana because the, of money. So that I think is a huge uh, incentive in the contract uh, that he can request, and uh, of course, it's got to be approved, but. It sounds like, to me, it's a pretty much done deal if they get to those uh, areas of incentives. So, all in all, it's a, like I said, a good incentive-based contract for Coach Cignetti. He's not going to be the highest paid Big Ten coach, but that doesn't mean with some success uh, and stuff, he can earn a lot of money through incentives as well. So pretty fair contract uh, from my uh, from my point of view with some great little incentives in there uh, to strive for uh, for coach and uh, his staff. So there's a lot of things that are happening here. You want to stay tuned here over the next couple of weeks. You know, pigs does a great job in covering things up to the minute with recruiting Matt Weaver uh, being one of them on Twitter that you can check out because he usually has a pretty good uh pulse on the high school recruiting uh, that is going on right now. So he's a good one to follow um, in that regard. And of course, always, Look me up at Hoosier Football Tailgate on uh, Hoosier Tailgate on Twitter. And then uh Coach Griff 55 is also my individual handle on Twitter and or X, I guess you should say now. Uh so you can get some of the up the minute things that are happening with Indiana football. Uh as they try to Wrap up these recruiting days here shortly. And then after that Christmas break, they'll come back and start getting into their winter session where they'll get a good chance to get, you know, kids in the weight room really hammering out for preparing for the uh, spring season. Um, not seen any dates for that yet. Um, But it's usually in that part of March, 1st of April. But that winter month, that's going to be a challenging month because that'll be a good chance for the coaching staff to get a pulse of this team that's coming back to challenge this team to see who's going to be all in and who may not be all in uh, through the the winter months, the dog days of winter, and uh, through conditioning and things of that magnitude, uh, it'll give them a great chance to really get a pulse of this team that he's got here underneath him at this point in time and those are the you know those are the guys he's going to have to go to war with so he's going to find out real quick who are the guys that he can depend on and who the, who are the guys that are going to have to have a little bit of work ahead of them heading into that spring but again i want to thank you for joining me here on a live version of Hoosier football tailgate, right here on the Believe Network. Catch me another time here in the next week or two as I'll bring you some more updates as it pertains to Indiana football. You can catch me each and every week on uh, Jim Cole's Indiana Sports Beat Radio, carried throughout the state of Indiana. Check your local listings for that. Sports Radio 1380 The Fan up here in the Fort Wayne area carries it, I believe, from two to three in the afternoon, right before the sports rush and Brett Rump. And I will be setting in for Mr. Brett Rump here in a couple weeks, uh, December 20th and 21st on 1380 The Fan up here in the Fort Wayne area, talking a little bit of football and everything else that's involved in the sports world. And uh, but don't forget, we'll have you covered right here on the Hoosier Football Tailgate on the Believe Network. Well, until then, have a happy and merry Christmas with your loved ones and family. Stay tuned to everything here with involving Hoosier football tailgate. we got you covered. I'm the coach, Shannon Griffith. Have a good night, everybody.